Hi guys, this is Sam and Ruben here. A few weeks ago, way back on episode 4, a few of our more attentive listeners might recall uh, that Scott gave a quick shout out to his granddad Bob, otherwise known as Pops. Unfortunately, on the 29th of October, Pops sadly passed away. He was Scott's best friend, role model, and he was Scott's very own real-life superhero. Pops was one of our biggest fans here at Face for Radio, and we mourn his passing very deeply. Uh, in return for his support, we'd like to use whatever platform we have to support the cause that he wanted to be his legacy. His chosen charities were Pump, that's P-U-M-P, and Lymphoma Action, and we'll be adding those links to the bio of this episode, and we'll put it onto our Facebook page. We understand that particularly now, many people won't be able to donate, which is totally okay but we want to do our part to help keep the memory of Pops alive. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Thought I'd mix it up, you know. That was amazing. Thank I mean, you. I mean, I mean Sam, you, you, you've got some range, you. <laughs> <laughs> That's my superpower. <laughs> Is that he's got some range? Some yeah. range. I'd not turn it high or low. It's just some. <laughs> I, I wish that was the one I picked, but it isn't. I'm feeling because <laughs> I could really do with it. I am joined today by the one and only failing bike mechanic, Reuben Austin. I have no idea how to do that. Oh my god. Um, uh, okay, okay, you ready for this? Uh, yeah, hi everyone. That's just um, oh, no, the carburetor. I feel like we've just listened to a radio drama. Do you know what I mean? Ruben, are you, are you now hosting? Did you like new, that? Are you like a new character on the Archers? Where you just oh like, my god. That was I think brilliant. I could be. Um, <laughs> that was perfectly thank you very done. much. I tried. You know, lockdown's going bad, and the fact that Ruben was genuinely stuck where he had to act out the scene, thinking that. Yeah, it, well, <laughs> it's the, I, I, I listened to episode 10 recently, and in it, you have a go at me for having the same reaction to being expeditious as I do to having invented fire. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm a so I've decided to mix it up more from now yeah, on. Yeah, no, that was perfect. So now I'm a failing car mechanic who dropped a carburetor. If you're listening very carefully at home, you might also hear that manly, chocolatey voice of Rainton Primary School's current professor of obscure religions. It's Scotty C! Right, so, the lizard people religion. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They caused that they they caused the world to be flat. <laughs> oh, okay, Makes, well, I'm not... they also caused four to throw the hammers. This is already bringing in the causation. Yeah. <laughs> and secretly, the lizard people is really just Callum Truman shape shifting into a lizard. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah, Mixing that's, it that's, up. that's what we're dealing with here. Um, and as mentioned by Scotty C, just now, not but ten seconds ago, we are also joined by the extremely selfish philanthropist Callum Truman. I give to feel good. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care for the children. And that is the episode title. (laughs) Brilliant. I give to feel good. (laughs) It's got nothing to do with the content. Not at all! 
It's just <laughs> Callum Truman saying ping. <laughs> Why is that not an already existing podcast? <laughs> Callum Truman saying things. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh god. So that, that's not gonna, that's gonna be my life motto from now on. <laughs> yeah. Just Callum Truman saying things. Yeah. Thanks for joining us again, everyone. Yeah. Cheers. You're Much all right. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna talk some more about superheroes today. Oh, cool. Not sure if it went down well or badly last time because it's not out yet. But uh, we're gonna do it again anyway. Well, hey. we'll, think, we'll, we'll think positively about well, hey. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it was absolutely fantastic. Oh, yeah, of course. As per, as per usual, you know. Scott Copeland! Yo, hello, Sam Brown. Dad joke or bad joke? Oh, do, I, do I get a choice? No, you just got to say a joke. What? You know how the segment works by now. We've done, like, five. <laughs> well, I, I, as we discussed in the previous episode, um, my, my joke was very similar to Sam's. Yeah. But because Sam decided that he was going to steal it, I have to try and think of one on the spot. Steal it. Yeah. That's so much more exciting, though. Because I, that, that joke was copyrighted. Like... Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> copyrighted? <laughs> was that the joke? So, so what? The, that's leave it there. Dad wrong. joke. Dad joke. <laughs> Dad joke. It, Dad joke. <laughs> it's over. It's that's it. It's over. <laughs> I'll take that. Go on. Right, so the superpower that I'd have is... <laughs> yeah, go for it, Scott. Go for it. What superpower do you have? Oh, oh, oh. Which one? Which one are you after? The the big one or the small one? Either. Okay, I'll do the, I'll do the big one first. Really, uh, the superpower that I would have is I would like to be able to read people's minds. Okay, Ooh, a classic. Because I because particularly it would do me a hell of a lot of favors in life if I could <laughs> what people are thinking. <laughs> Oh, All these people, they're so hard to read. Yeah, and, and, and for anybody watching this podcast who knows me, that's all I need to say. <laughs> I feel like for the yeah. purposes of making a podcast, you might need to say a little more than that. Okay, um, okay. Um, so, right, I, w- I would like to uh, read people's mind because I'm sure reading people's minds... It's quite fun. And, uh, yeah, I would like to be able to... Don't say, read people's minds. <laughs> yeah. I would like to be able to speak to people and actually know what they're feeling. Because if they are, I'm found speaking to somebody and they're feeling quite sad, I can at least then think, oh, I need to cheer this person up. Yeah. Yeah, or, like, if, if like, if people are doing, like, if people, because if I see somebody upset, then I, I want to, I, for one, want to make sure they feel happy. Yeah. And cheer them up. So, like, if I'm speaking to you, Sam, as mm. I, I do now and again. Well, occasionally, on the podcast. Occasionally, yeah. <laughs> Strictly professional. Yeah, for podcast purposes only. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If you, were, if you were feeling sad, and I was able to read the fact that, oh, Sam Brown's sad today, I could then think, okay, I need to go and cheer Sam up, because it's, it's a nice thing to do. To okay. show that I'm, one, I'm caring about how he feels. Yes. Which I do. So Scott, you've you've gone for a very, I suppose, good guy approach, and I think you've, you might have touched the surface on something, so it would make conversations easier at least, which is nice. Yeah, yeah I, that's I, good. As you all know, I'm I'm quite socially awkward at best. As a superhero, do you think you'd use this to like, get the upper hand on the enemy? Would yeah, you? Because. If I'm, for example, if I'm, if there's like an evil villain robbing a bank. As they do. They do, they do. Sure. As they do, yeah, as evil villains do. For sake of arguments, we'll call them Scott. Okay, right? sure. The dark Scott. If they're robbing a bank and they, and I arrive to save the day, as 
you know, I may do. You, may, you might. Yeah, and if I I could look at them and think, okay, he's going to pull a gun on me in a minute, and at least Whoa. I could think, oh, I, I could move out of the way for this. You could. Yeah. You might. Or I know exactly where they're going to run to, and I know exactly where they're going to drive away to, to their secret lair, you know, under a bridge or something. Then I could be like, yeah, they're going to be there. And that's where they're going to be heading off. Okay. So, technically, I would be having the upper hand on what everyone else with that villain was thinking. So, the superpower would be used so you would run into the bank and then run out again and tell somebody else where they were going. Or I could be like, I could see the person, then I could just be like, okay, I'm going to ring the police now and they are going to sort it all out because. That is the best idea for a superhero film I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, but it, number one, it's safer for you. And number two, you're doing, you'll be doing a, the community a service because you'll be tell, you'll be being like basically a grass to people if you're going to use it in the superhero terms. You know what? Actually being genuinely serious, I don't think I've ever heard a more Scott superpower than wanting to know how people feel all the time. Yeah. 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 But I, I kind of like that Scott's, Scott's, Scott's approach to heroism is telling the police. Yeah. I think that, I think that's quite nice. That's Scott has faith in the justice system and I like that. Well, I mean, I think the the point I was more I was more leaning towards is the fact that I was able I'd be able to sense if somebody needs help and I could help them in the best way I can do. I think it's a very um and I mean it's the best way. It's a very innocent but it's a nice way of looking at that power. Like there's so much worse you could do with that. Yeah. Like I mean, fortune tellers, they they'd make a well, a fortune. Yeah, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be great money-wise, but like it, it could also be a thing of where I could be speaking to somebody and they could be in the, and they could be thinking, "Oh, great, it's Scott again. I don't like him." And at least then I can go, "Okay," and then just not just avoid that person entirely. So it keeps you away from top. It keeps you away from toxic people. Yeah, but I guess in that sense, it's a bit of a curse, isn't it? Well, it, it, well it's a double it's a double edged kind of sword really when you think about it like it could be good in one way but it could also be bad in another but it's the way that you choose to handle the power you have which surely will shape the person that you are going to be or you are it's very specific like usually if people said they wanted to read minds they'd say telepathy so that they could speak to people in their minds and stuff as well i suppose that's an easy way of having a conversation if you're socially awkward are they like if i'm if i'm going to be a superhero i want to remain as normal as possible because i i I quite like the person I am normally, so I don't really want to change that too much. I mean, this is coming from the guy who chose to walk instead of fly because he can yeah. climb fences. <laughs> yeah, do, I, do you get what I mean, though? I, I'd, I'd like to do... If I had a superpower, I'd like to do good with it. Yeah, That's good. What is your what is your little one? This is kind of... It's more of a thing that, as, you, as if you know me, you'll understand what I'm, I'm, I mean. But it's the power of knowing what to say. Because there's a lot of situations where you could be sitting there and you could be lost for words of what someone said said to you. The power of small talk. Yeah. Just the power of having the right thing to say in that situation. Because I again, if like if you come up to me with a big revelation and I could be like, I've got no idea what to say in this scenario. I could go, I could have the birds to go. Oh wow, this is what I need to say, and this will help the conversation flow. If that makes sense. And plus, I, obviously, because I I've got I kind of struggle with my words a bit. Naturally, as you can tell by the fact that I'm stuttering a lot in this podcast. But if I if I had the ability to realize to know exactly what I was going to say, it would help me be more comfortable socially. If that makes sense. Okay, so Scott, I I think you've hit the nail on the head of a really cool power here because what you're describing here is divine knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> and 
That's beyond. I could probably use that as well. Yeah, pretty much. Like you permanently know the answer to what someone says to you. Like, how what? do we cure world hunger? Yeah, I could have an answer to it. It's all about the the beavers, <laughs> and it just comes out, and you didn't know where it came from. <laughs> it's like you know in Jumanji where they all have different roles, and the the one that's the zoologist just starts saying things about animals, and he doesn't know how he, he knows it. That. Scott, you've got that. That's just me naturally, to be honest. Though. Yeah, that's Scott. Scott is Kevin Hart. I just like the idea of knowing the, always knowing the right thing to say in any scenario. Because like, there's a thing I used to work in a theatre, right, as as front of house work, and there was a running joke that I was always kind of I was able to get out of trouble because I was I was sweet and I was charming, and I've always kind of li- I've always liked that part of myself that I can maybe sweet talk i'm good at sweet talking so to have that as an official power where i can i can use that to whatever lengths i can would be quite good for me okay so to, to twist it again then how would you turn this into a, a villain power I, if i was i quite i quite like villains that are able to control situations without doing it themselves i was gonna say to make it like a slight inconveniencing villain you would know exactly what to say you could just change like Two words that would change the meaning of the whole sentence and just send them off on a wild goose chase. Yeah, but if I if I was going to be villainous about it, that would be a strength. It can be classed as very very manipulative if you look at it in a negative way, and it's a, it's always a good way of making sure that you get your what you want done without you personally doing it. So you could be able to convince people. Yeah, I feel like with that power, it's very much. It's the caliber of the person using it, depending on if it's a hero or a villain power. Yeah. So, like, if I, if for example, if I go back to the um, the bank robbery example, I could, I could go, oh, there's a lot of money in that bank. I'm a student. I'm skint. I need to pay off this loan somehow. And then I could just go to Ruben or something like, you know, that that bank's got a lot of money. We could, we could use that. And Ruben could be like, okay, I'll go get that money then, and he can go rob the bank. And I'd be, I'd be home free if that makes sense. You could send people off to do your dirty work because you know the right thing to say and how to say it and how to get into people's heads. Yeah. So, mind control. <laughs> well, not really. Well, it's not really mind control because it's a, it's it's just the ability of knowing the right thing to say at the right time. And if you're going to be villains about it, you can say the right thing in aim to get something from that person. I like it. Yeah. It's a very. I want to point out it's a very Scott thing to do because it's more social issues than anything else and social worries about it. Scotty C. Yeah. Why is Hawkeye your favourite superhero? <laughs> but until today, my my favourite superhero was, was Batman. Really? Yeah. However, I look... Because I, I watched the, the original Batman film with Michael Keaton. Okay. Yeah. It's one of my favourite films because I watched it when I was a kid and I've, I got given a DVD last year for Christmas and I loved it. Oh, yeah. But because of this podcast and because I'm kind of the, the token, not a clue kind of person, you might have to go and actually research things I was researching all these different villains or sorry heroes and I learnt a lot about Hawkeye mm-hmm. and I'm looking at it and thinking do you know what he's narrowly just become my favourite from what I've read but it's mainly because you look like him isn't it from, from what people tell me there's a slight resemblance if anybody doesn't know what I look like <laughs> for, for, yeah. the, for the, the, odd, the odd person watching the podcast who hasn't got a clue who any of us are I, I apparently have a slight tint of Hawkeye in my appearance slight tint yeah, that makes people go up to me and go, "You like, you look like Hawkeye, you." Yeah. So yeah, that's ki- that's kind of a, a look. Maybe one of the re- it's one of the reasons I researched Hawkeye in the first place. Yeah, well, there's worse people to look like. Oh yeah, but I mean, that also means I look like a fifty-year-old man. <laughs> but then again, he's he's forty-eight, so technically, I, I do, even then, I still look older than I. I'm twenty-one, but like a forty-eight-year-old. But still, right? I looked at Hawkeye as a character. And there was Jeremy Renner, the actor, who I, I look like, apparently. 
He went on a talk show, I think it was Late Late with James Corden, uh-huh. and he sung a song at piano to the tune of Thinking Out Loud. And it was a it was a comedy song about how people viewed Hawkeye as not being as super as Thor, or super as Captain America and Hulk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I first watched it, I believe I watched it with Ruben, uh, I found it quite funny. Yeah, yeah. But when I look at... Because we're in uni and we studied musical theatre, we get, we get to analyse lyrics to songs. So I did that with that song. And I looked at all the things, and I thought, he's got, he's got a point with that, because when you think about it, Hawkeye doesn't have a superpower. He's just very, very skilled at a craft that he has. Yeah. Which is also a craft that I could pick up and do, you could pick up and do, anyone can pick up and do. He's just very, very skilled at it, so in many ways, he's superhuman. Yeah. I mean, I've had this conversation with you before, Cal, about how what we deem to actually be a superpower, if you can... If you could do it with enough training, is it really a superpower or is it just an ability? Yeah, like what makes it super? Is it something unattainable by humans? Yeah. Like is Usain Bolt um, a superhero because he's, he's the fastest? He's technically Quicksilver of the real world. Yeah, like the fastest. Fastest man alive. Yeah, <laughs> but he is. He's the fast. Well, to my knowledge, I'm, I'm not a sports. He's the man alive that was the fastest at one point. Yes. Yeah. But now maybe not as the fastest man alive. Yeah. Well, like it, it kind of, it kind of shows to the audience that the, the harder you work, the more super your ability will become. So in many ways, it's kind of a, it's it's a it's a reminder to people that no matter how hard you work, you can you can achieve the highest skill you can get. Which in many ways is quite inspirational when you think about it. And he may not have any super abilities as such, like for example, the Hulk can turn into this giant green, you know, the jolly green giant. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas Hawkeye is just this ab- he is the most probably the most normal of the Avengers when you think about it. He's just got a very he's just got a very good ability that he's practiced and he's you know crafted himself to do perfectly. Yeah. And he's using it to his ability. You know, I've, I've learned during this research and that in his origin story he ran away and joined the circus because of his his ability was help his work there. Yeah. That's how his ability was able to incorporate with normal life. And when you think he's also got superhuman eyesight, his eyesight is spot on because of how good his ability must be. Yeah. And again, they are quite normal things because you can get normal people who have that ability to see perfectly, you know, twenty twenty vision and stuff like that. And what something I found out today, literally about an hour before we'd started recording. Hawkeye is one of the few superheroes to actually have a disability. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, because yeah, he's 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 80% deaf. Is he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. In one of his stories, there was an incident where there was a big explosion, from what I've, from what I've been told, and he lost 80% of his hearing. So he relies a lot on lip-reading what characters are saying and sign language, and even Tony Stark designed a hearing aid to help him communicate That's with cool. the rest of the people. That makes him even more like you, Scott, with your glue ear. Yeah, because I've got, I've got quite dodgy hearing at the best of times. I'm also, you know, I'm also technically classed because I've, I've st- I struggle with hand-eye coordination as well. It's not as bad as it used to be, but it's better than it was. Like, it's not great. But yeah. when I look about what Hawkeye is able to achieve, yes, he's fictional and yes, he's not real. But the fact that he's technically, he's technically human... He's like the most human out of them all, and he's able to have a skill like archery, which he's worked on, and he's able to uh, achieve. He's also half deaf, near enough, and he's still able to do all the stuff yeah. that he does. For me, that is kind of like a wow. That's actually really that's a really good role model for young kids, really. Yeah, it's good because you see a lot of young kids dressing as Batman and saying they want to be like him. They want to be like Superman. They want to be like Iron Man. 
you don't get anyone talking about Hawkeye the same way as you get them. Because he's he's like he's he's not classed as the superhero. He's superhuman. I think that's that's probably that's probably to do with the fact that he hasn't had his own film though as well. Yeah, I think. Yeah. But like, I feel I feel like Hawkeye is a better role model for people than people give him credit for. If you look back at his origin story a lot, I, I like Hawkeye a lot as a character because it's even if you've not got these magic powers, he's still absolutely slaying it. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people like take the mick out of Hawkeye and stuff and say, oh, he's the He's the least powerful Avenger, and it's like, yeah, he doesn't have his own superpowers, but he's still, like... He takes on, like, a bunch of people in the comics. I can't off the top of my head remember any of them. But, like, he pulls his weight over and over. Yeah, I know know this conversation isn't really funny, which is what we were aiming for. (laughs) But, 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 like, when you think about it, it it all depends on... I think think either you or Truman touched upon it before. It all depends on how the audience views the word super. Yeah, can you say something, like, funny now, Scott? Um, um, um... Showering with Dad. <laughs> so Scott, right, do you have a? <laughs> right, no, don't, don't, don't put pause in when you found it funny last week. You can't, it's all, you can't it's just... all in the delivery. It's all in the delivery. Showering with Dad. I'm so glad that works. Worst, but that's probably going to make the edit as well. The fact that you made. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just when I thought you me, impersonating a lizard person can get worse. <laughs> Scott, do you have a hypothetical question for us, please? Yes. So as as I've just discussed, then I was more focused on how Hawkeye is more superhuman than superhero. Mm. So my question to you, well, my, the idea is. You know, Batman is one. Batman would be one of the most iconic superheroes created, right? And the same with Iron Man. Sure. Yeah. So my question for you, for you three, is if Bruce Wayne and Tony Stark were to go head to head in a battle with no superhero ability, without their superhero disguises or abilities, who would win in a fight? Bruce Wayne. Why? Because he's got less stuff in his suit than Iron Man does. It's more of Bruce Wayne in Batman than Tony Stark in Iron Man. Yeah, I think Bruce Bruce Wayne has more physical training yeah. than Tony Stark does. Tony Stark He's just rich. I would probably say is is a shade smarter than Bruce Wayne. Tony Stark's like vastly intelligent. Yeah. He he is, but he uses intelligence for preparation rather than battle more, doesn't he? Like when he analyzes fight patterns and stuff, it's the suit doing that while he's fighting. I I I like how when I said fight you automatically went to a brawl situation. But like I could me I you could say a fight could be two people causing trying to conquer world domination if those two are trying to do the exact same thing who would be at the upper hand that could include fighting and it could include like mental ability as well so out of all the, out of those two who do you think would have the upper hand this is my question because on a base level my um my vote would be for tony if it's just a hand-to-hand they're in a pit ring yeah probably bruce wayne but if if they've been given any level of range i reckon Tony would run. I reckon he's more resourceful. We saw him build in a suit. Yeah. Um, he did everything from scratch. Look at the... He built, like, the suit twice in the third film and the first. Yeah, I'm thinking into the third film when he doesn't have... Oh, it's going to be a spoiler alert again. Cool. <laughs> he doesn't have the suit. Yeah. And he still manages to make his way to the Mandarin to discover Trevor. This depends, doesn't it? Like, uh, what are the limitations of this question? Is it... Do they have time to prepare... Because wasn't the question that neither of them had the suit or anything like that? No, it was just the, it was just them as them. It's just them having a fight. That's what I thought the question was. It isn't Batman versus Iron Man. It's Bruce Wayne versus Tony Stark. Do, but do they have time to prepare for anything, or are they literally just fighting? They're trying to con- They're trying to like outdo each other on who is the most powerful in this fight scenario. If okay, here's 
here's how I'm imagining it. If both of them were plopped into an unfamiliar situation, they have no way of getting in contact with their with either Alfred or Jarvis. They don't have their suits. They don't have their money. I believe Tony would win because he's just a lot more resourceful. Yeah, unless they were plopped down in the same alleyway and wanted to have a fight for some reason. Did you have to bring up alleyways Batman's involved, bro? No, yeah, this is what I'm saying, though. <laughs> if they had time to prepare, Tony Stark, all day. If they didn't, mm. Bruce Wayne. And I've kind of, I've also just realised now that they're both, one is DC and one is Marvel. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's right, yeah. So it's kind of like, it, it's kind of like what, what are you supporting? Are you supporting DC or are you, you backing up Marvel? And look, is there a, I'm trying to think, I don't think there's been a moment where Batman and Iron Man or Tony Stark and Bruce Wayne have a fight, even no, though there no. have been crossovers between Marvel and DC, because I don't think they've ever gone head to head. Here's a question to make it a bit more entertaining. If Bruce Wayne was plopped into the Iron Man suit... And Tony Stark was dropped into the Batman suit. What would happen then? Mm. What would happen would be Tony Stark in Batman would win because Jarvis wouldn't operate under the command of Bruce Wayne. That's a very good point. Yeah. That is a very good point. And without Jarvis, the suit doesn't work. Yeah. I've been doing some research whilst we've been discussing <laughs> this. Um, and I just, I found something, I found something interesting that mm. I thought you might like to know. Yeah. Go on. Um, so Bruce, Bruce Wayne's net worth is 9.2 billion. Okay. That is an expensive net. By uh, the Forbes list. Yeah, it's a, it's a real expensive net. To think it only normally costs like five silver pieces. Yeah. And um, Tony Stark's is 12.4 billion, so he's worth more as a per... Is like, this, is this on his own. fictionally... These fictional characters are worth that? Or is this the film franchise character? No, no, this is in-universe. In right, got it. Um, this character would be worth 9.2 billion and Tony Stark would be worth yeah. 12.4 billion. This is like the Forbes magazine do this every year. They do like the richest um, fictional characters in a certain setting. But however, oh. the interesting thing for me was Wayne Enterprises is worth uh, 31.3 billion, whereas um, Stark Industries is only 20.3 billion. Oh, so slacking, Tony Stark is richer than Bruce Wayne. But Stark Industries is worth less than uh, when Enterprises. Probably because Bruce Wayne gives more of his personal money to charity. I, I probably should watch more superhero films, Jonah, really. Yeah, probably. Maybe I, for this I, episode. I, I, yeah, I've, I've seen a solid five of them. We'll add, a, we'll add them all to the list, Scott. Yeah. yeah, got a big list for you now. Can anybody tell me the richest superhero? Ooh. Superman, I'm assuming. How are we judging wealth? And no, Scott. Uh, <laughs> in, in money... Okay, and, um, happiness. Superman, <laughs> as as Clark Kent, Superman is a, uh, like a journalist, so he wouldn't earn. Oh, you mean you as mean, much as like a you CEO? You mean the actual character, not like the franchise stuff. You mean the actual character of? No, yeah, like the the, the actual physical which oh, actual which character superhero oh, character. Is it not one of those two? It's not one of those. They are number two and three. Ooh. Number one is. Oh wait, 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 Ruben, Ruben, could you give us the universe? I can give you the universe. The universe is Marvel. Can I guess? You can. Yeah. Is there a rule? Do we only get one guess? Or, or can I make one and then have another one? <laughs> I think everyone's going to make one guess. And then if one of you gets it, which I think you might call, if not, I'll just tell you. That's what I'm thinking. <sighs> no, but I think I'm I'm almost definitely wrong. Is um, it is it a good person or a bad person? That, that, would, be, that would be giving it away. You know what I mean? That I, right, can't, I can't give you too much right. information or it'll get too easy. Yeah. So are villains included? Yes. Is he a goodie or a baddie? <laughs> Not saying. If villains are right. included, I've got my guess. I've got my. I've guess. got mine. Yeah. Go on, Sam. I mean, I might be completely wrong. I don't actually. I don't think villains are included. This person is a goodie. Yeah. No. Yeah. Five. Five is Emma Frost. 
Um, four is Charles Xavier, three is Bruce Wayne, and two is Tony Stark, and one is this other person. So I think they're all superheroes. They're all good guys. My original guess was going to be Charles Xavier. So oh, I'm going to rethink. <laughs> so Truman gone. Okay, so my guess, and this is... Uh, I know it's wrong because I know they're not wealthy, but I think it mm. could make some sense. Rocket Raccoon. Okay. I feel like there might it's be a, a it's different... A guess. There might be a different space currency, and I know Rocket steals a lot of stuff. Rocket does steal a lot of stuff. Like, yes, we might have billions of pounds... But one space convertery watchamajig. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I, I, I love I love the method to Truman's madness. I suppose it's an interesting way of like who who possessed the most infinity stones at any point. But like yeah. Oh wait, wait, wait. Oh it's so obvious. Oh it's so obvious. I if you think it's it. obvious, do you want Scott to go first and then you? Yeah. If you think you've got it. Cool. So, it, so oh. who am I naming the richest superhero? Richest superhero, yeah. Tom Hanks. Oh, Tom Hanks. Oh. <laughs> Tom Hanks <laughs> is a legend, but not quite a superhero. I do, it's, it's I so do have an idea. The one I'm, in my head is, would be so obvious if it was true. Mine makes right, sense. But Sam, it, Sam, is it obvious to the point where even I'm going to go? All right, guys. Is, well, the one I'm thinking of is literally a king. Oh, Black Panther. As the sovereign leader of the country of Wakanda, if we judge as the comics do, vibranium as being worth $10,000 per gram. Yeah. And the vibranium vaults in Wakanda have approximately 10,000 tons of it, according to Doomar number one. Yeah. yeah. That means that all the vibranium in the world is worth more than all of the gold in the world. And therefore, yes. T'Challa's net worth is 90.7 trillion. <laughs> if you class him as the owner of the vibranium. <laughs> that stupid. That's like nearly 100 times as much as Jeff Bezos has. Yeah, like, why didn't we get that? That was so obvious. So, so who, what was the answer? It was Black Panther. <laughs> that guy, Scott. Black Panther, then, right? So, so he was right then. Yeah. See, I had a very similar vein of thinking, but I Black Panther makes more sense. I was thinking Thor as like, yeah, because Asgardian, Asgardian materials Asgardian would be gold. worth more. Yeah. yeah. I guess Asgardian material would be more priceless than worth a lot. Yeah, Black Panther makes sense though. He's literally made an indestructible suit. He's beaten yeah. Tony and Batman. I still think Tom Hanks is a good answer. Yeah, Tom, Tom Hanks. Lad, Tom is Hanks. he the wealthiest actor? Is that right? Is he like the best? The, no, the most I know who the wealthiest actor. actor is. I know who the most. I know who the the actor with the highest net worth is off the top of my head. You want to know who it is? Is it Scott Copeland? Everyone can have one guess. Oh, by Jove! But make um, it a quick one. Oh, um, um, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise for Scott. Ruben? Um, is this who is the richest or who earns the most? Who has the highest net worth? George Clooney. George Clooney for Cal. Quick fire, Ruben, come on. Who who does the most stuff? Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, close. He is in the top ten. Lie, wow. Uh, the highest net worth actor... Is, is it Jim Carrey? It's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, oh wow. Is it? Yeah. He's the richest actor. Well, he was already rich with his, with his WWE money. He does have a lot of wee money. And then, of course, he's done all these action films and Hollywood blockbusters. and He is in a lot, if you think about it. He's in a lot of films. He really is, yeah. I completely forgot he was a wrestler now, because he's yeah. done that much acting. I, com- I completely forgot he was a wrestler. He is in a steady couple of films a year. That's true, yeah. I'll buy that. He, he earns his pennies. Yeah. Works hard. It's not one you'd guess, usually, either. It's not a classic actor. It's not. I mean, the according to the 2020 Forbes list... The richest actor is Sylvester Stallone with a net worth of 400 million. I can't see Dwayne. Dwayne, my personal friend, Dwayne Durant Johnson. Uh, I definitely... I Well, we looked this up. Or oh, is it highest paid actors? Is that what I know? 
maybe. There you go, Dwayne the Rock Johnson network. I think he might be highest paid just because he's a he's that in, he's that in demand. Highest paid actors of 2020. That's what I know. Ah, uh, yes, so and goes, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is number one again. Yeah, Dwayne Johnson got 87.5 million in 2020. Ryan Reynolds got 71.5. Mark Wahlberg got 58, and then it goes on like that for a while. Ben Affleck, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel, yeah. Are any of them women? Lynn, Will Smith, Adam Sandler, Jackie Chan. Not a single woman in the top oh, ten. That's oh, that's not good. No, it really isn't good. We hate that. Face for Radio endorses equal pay. I know the richest person used to be someone called Rockefeller. That's all I know. Yeah, the richest person now is Jeff Bezos. Do you know who Rockefeller is? No. <laughs> <laughs> is that oh, like a God. genuine question or were you just asking Scott? I was curious if Scott knew who Rockefeller was. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think he, I think he was a... Was he a businessman or something like that? Or was he like a business magnet or something? He was. He was a business magnet. Did you just Google that? No, I just generally knew it. <laughs> so one bit of information I knew without Google. Well, fair enough. Congratulations. Yeah, John D. Rockefeller. C. Truman. That's me. Dad joke or bad joke? Oh. Fire away. Ooh. Round two. So uh, the Avengers, as you may know, were criticised very heavily for the destruction of property across many countries. As they should be. As they should be. Yes. They caused a lot Probably of damage. Terrible, you know. They caused a lot of destruction over many countries. They did. That they is did. what they That's did. That's true, yeah. And most predominantly, people struggled with roads. Um, people couldn't get anywhere because all the roads were destroyed. And uh, okay. again, what a lot of people don't know about... The Avengers is that in a lot of countries they had to take to creative ways of, you know, paving roads because they'd run out of tarmac. You know, some some roads right, were yeah, using right. like um, glass. Um, some roads they were getting weirder than that. Some roads used like pencils and pens. Yes. Um, the most successful roads that were paved. Um, this one actually did very well. They they paved them with like uh, small chocolates. Um, chocolates filled with like creams and nuts um, they were really quality streets <laughs> I got that one <sighs> my god disappointing oh. bad joke bad joke bad joke I feel like I feel like because I laughed at it I'm gonna have to just say bad joke the reason that I say bad joke is that it was such a stretch to get it into superheroes it was such just a stretch and it wasn't it wasn't superhero themed. Not really. It was... I wanted the punchline to be superhero themed, and it's like... It know. was yeah. very superhero themed. I, understa- I understand that we put you on the spot, and I appreciate that, but, you know, when you were saying about Rhodes, I thought it was going to be to do with Colonel Rhodes, who was the war machine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, could have been, could have been, could have been, but Should no. Should have been. Well, could have been. Well, do you know what, well... I, do you know what I like? The fact that... Last week when Ruben did his joke and Sam went, we don't we don't need backstory. We just take the joke and yeah. we just let Truman get the entire backstory before. Yeah, we, well, he got it got jokes. deemed bad joke. So there we go. Oh. We live and we learn. This is the most obscurely religious goodbye for this episode from Scott Copeland. Yes, this is a obscurely religious goodbye to this episode. That was weak. Amen. Okay, there oh, we go. There, he's, uh, saved, he's, on it, he's on it. He's on it. He saved it at the end. <laughs> he got it. There we go. Ruben, is that how you say it? Uh, amen. I'm is not the amen? right person to ask, Scott. <laughs> what do you say then, Ruben? Amen. I say amen, but it can be amen. Um, the thing is that it was originally in Hebrew, in which there are no vowels. So, amen. Amen. It was mm. Amun. It was mm. 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 With no vowels. Yeah. This is a mechanical failure of a goodbye from Ruben Austin. Has anyone seen the Pistons? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> You're laughing. <laughs> this is not funny. I'm supposed to have this done by this evening. I thought mechanical like a robot. I can't fix the engine without the pistons, guys. I, I can't stress it. Oh, yeah, bye. I can't stress this enough. And he's only saying goodbye for himself. It's philanthropist Callum Truman. You know, occasionally I take from the poor and give to the poorer. <laughs> It's better than what I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say you give to the rich, which was gonna be <laughs> No no, they 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 don't deserve anything. Yeah, which is gonna be not philanthropy at all. And as usual, it's never a goodbye from me. It's a see you later on our next episode of Face for Radio. Take care guys. Skin the D, skin the D, skin the D, face for radio. Nice. Are you gonna scat at the end of every episode from now on, Ruben? <laughs> um yeah.